and welcome to the Calgary Journal's Solutions Podcast. Each episode, we take a tough problem and talk to experts who are working to solve it. We're your hosts this week. I'm Connor Bosley. And I'm Ann Mayo. Thanks for joining us. In this episode, we explore domestic violence on Canadian campuses and efforts being made to eliminate it at Mount Royal University. Our guests this week are Julia Rand and Gay Worth. So when talking about a subject like domestic violence, um, you really want to make sure that you do your research, obviously, because it's a serious topic. You don't want to go around making big statements or assumptions because, you know, you don't want to be wrong. And uh, so obviously Connor and I did our research, but one article that we found that really stuck with us was a 2021 thesis from a criminology student. And he said that in 2015, the Canadian Federation of Students, or CFS, noted that four out of five female undergrad students said that they had been a victim of some form of sexual violence. And of these undergrad students, 29% of them were victims of sexual assault. Now, 2015 at this point is a little dated, However, he noted at the beginning of his thesis that um, the rates of campus sexual violence haven't changed over the past 15 years. So I think it's pretty safe to assume that these statistics are still valid today, as unfortunate as that may be. So to get us started with our talk today, uh, we can start with some introductions. We'll start with Julia and then we'll go to Gay. Julia, would you mind going first? Yeah. Um, my name is Julia Rand. Um, I'm a social worker here at MRU, and um, I'm the program coordinator for the Stepping Up program, and I'm just really pleased to be here. Oh, we're really happy you're here, too. <laughs> Gay, uh, would you mind letting our listeners know a little bit about you as well? Sure. Uh, my name is Gay Worth. I'm the Associate Dean Teaching and Learning in the Faculty of Health, Community, and Education at Mount Royal University. Um, As a researcher and a social worker, my area of research and interest is dating domestic and sexual violence. I'm also the um, the president of the board of the Alberta Council of Women's Shelters, so I continue to volunteer in the sector uh, in Alberta and am familiar with a lot of the work that's being done and continues to be developed. Nice. Okay. Would you mind giving a short explanation of domestic violence and what it is for our listeners? Yeah, so I thought about this um, for quite a while because it's a really broad term. It's It's a really broad definition. It refers to violent or abusive behaviors in an intimate, dependent, or trusting relationship, depending on the place and context. Um, that could refer to a family violence or to family violence or to uh, intimate partner violence. There's all kinds of different terms that fall within that umbrella term, and we're moving towards terms like um, family violence. We're starting to move towards relationship violence because that's more encompassing. So when we think about domestic violence, we typically think about male-female relationships, cisgender identifying people. Violence can happen in all relationships. We want to be inclusive of that. So even though you mentioned it earlier, uh, would you mind explaining for our listeners what you're currently involved in on campus that's working towards a solution to domestic violence? Um, well, the Stepping Up program, is that's, its, uh, that's one of its primary aims. So um, in Stepping Up, we want students to address violence in 
their relationships, and we're hoping that will ripple out on across campus. So currently, we're running the Stepping Up program. Our students are uh, really excited and really engaged. We had an online session, which was really interesting. That was my first uh, my first go at that. And um, so we did a huge amount of brainstorming around uh, the modules that they wanted to work on. Um, students put together workshops that they present to the wider student body. Um, and they uh, design workshops based on four modules. One is uh, bystander intervention, another is sexual relationships, another is gender and media, and another one is healthy relationships. So it's um, a program that addresses violence and relationship violence among post-secondary students, but it also aims to talk about healthy relationships because if we're too focused on talking about violence and violence prevention, then the conversation gets swayed over to that and is um, kind of less focused on solutions. And one of the solutions is helping people to understand what a healthy relationship looks like. And it doesn't have to just be an intimate partner, healthy relationship. Um, like what's a healthy relationship when with your friends? Do you have friends that don't have a good sense of boundaries and um, respect for those? So it's just um, having a conversation about what healthy relationships would look like and how to how to get there. Do you mind talking about modules and really just like what they were about? Yes, I can give you a general sense. Well, I'll give you a rundown of the modules. So bystander intervention, in really simplified terms, it's just what do you do if you see violence happening? And does all violence have to be physical violence? No. What do you see what do you do if you have a friend who's um in a relationship where their uh, partner is maybe being kind of emotionally abusive. Do you do you step in? When do you step in? How do you step in? Mm-hmm. Or do you like um, sexual relationships? This is when we talk about um, uh, really like healthy sexual relationships. We talk about consent. We talk about um, uh, rape. We talk about um, sexual assault. Um, so. This whole, it's really, it can be really uncomfortable, but it's really important to normalize um, these kinds of conversations because stuff like this is happening all the time. You can see it um, uh, across Canada when you, if you look up um, statistics from Statistics Canada, there's a National College Health Assessment that was done on MRU by MRU. Um, and I'll just give you a quick, um, they found that one in four students. Um, have been in intimate relationships where they've been emotionally, physically, or sexually abused. So that's a that's pretty significant. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just I'll just circle back to the modules. Um, gender and media. So we look at um, we encourage students to critically reflect on um, issues that they see in the media, social media, movies, um, you know, series on Netflix, whatever, where they might see um, like. Uh, typical, normal, what you would call normal uh, gender roles being reinforced, where it doesn't give room for um, people who identify differently. It doesn't give room for, um, you know, women who might not necessarily um, view themselves as primarily um, keepers of the house, for example. And the last one is uh, healthy relationships. So again, focusing on what do healthy relationships look like. Maybe um, you were raised in a household where relationships weren't very healthy, but you don't know that because you're kind of in a fishbowl. So we um, we talk about 
um, what healthy relationships look like. Okay. Um, um, how long has the Stepping Up program been running at Mount Royal? So Stepping Up started in 2010 when we got our first funding. This is a research project. Mount Royal University is the only post-secondary uh, institution in Alberta that has offered a prevention program for dating, domestic, and sexual violence. And in fact, in Canada, we did a survey at approximately 85 post-secondary institutions, and we're one of the few that talk about healthy relationships or that have expanded the conversation from sexual violence prevention to other types of relationship violence prevention. All right. Uh, so, Gay, you mentioned earlier that Stepping Up is a research project. Uh, as we know, funding is crucial for research projects. So let's say that for some reason, funding stops and the program is shut down. How do you think we would proceed to keep the momentum going in ridding campus of domestic violence situations? That's a, a great question. So it we do research on the program, but stepping up will exist without research. Uh, any good program should have evaluation, and that's really a lot of what we do. I would hesitate to say there's not a good program that exists where that, those aren't occurring. Um, does the university contribute to stepping up in terms of financial commitment? At this point, they don't. However, they provide space for the program to exist. Uh, they provide through wellness services is where we've uh, located. So the Healthy Campus team is actually where the Stepping Up coordinator is located. And it fits really well because they have an emphasis on peer-facilitated programs in the Healthy Campus team. Again, really suited for adult populations. Uh, and so my time as a researcher is part of our work that we do as academics. So the university contributes all those pieces already. Would they fund the Stepping Up coordinator if we did not have funding from the Alberta government? I think they would. I think that in part the government wants to continue to fund us because it's a great opportunity for other post-secondary to look at. McEwen came down and watched us for a long time and they've had more of an emphasis on sexual violence in their programming but they uh, for sure have been interested in stepping up. University of Lethbridge actually did roll out the program for a couple of years, and then they changed leadership. Uh, we're the only ones that are funded by government. And actually, interestingly enough, there's three universities in Ontario who are running uh, Stepping Up, and they received funding not through government, but through private means for uh, three years. So I think there's, there's interest in this kind of a program, I think there's awareness about the need for a program that addresses primary prevention, even though we have a significant population of experienced violence. And I think Mount Royal has demonstrated just by continuing me to do research in this area, um, they know that uh, we would be persistent. Uh, and I think convincing, we have lots of data to show that this is a program that you want to continue. And I think there is willingness to continue should the government no longer fund us. Okay. Um, what are you hoping to achieve overall with programs like Stepping Up? I think we touched on it a little bit earlier, but okay. this question sort of just like puts the focus more in on what the overall goal would be. I would like to know that students know that they have a right to, um, to have healthy relationships. They have a right to be loved. Everybody has a right to be loved. 
they have a right to feel a sense of belonging. Um, we can go into Maslow's hierarchy and all of those things um, that Maslow lists in his hierarchy of needs are needs, and we all have a right to have those needs met. And we have a, life, a right to live um, in a uh, family and in a relationship and in a community that doesn't tolerate violence. Thank you, Julia. That was a great answer. Uh, Gay, did you want to add anything from a more research point of view? I think there was a couple of things. I think it's not just the outcomes that we want. It's also the type of program. Uh, this is a post-secondary institution and it's an undergraduate. And so our average age is actually quite a bit younger, which is the age group most at risk for experiencing violence. And not only most experiencing violence, but the most frequent incidents and the most severity. So we would say that this is the age group where we would also see the most homicides. Uh, it really, so what kind of program do we need? We need a program that raises awareness. Primary prevention, the goal is to stop it before it starts. Unfortunately, at Mount Royal, we know approximately a third of our students either have experienced violence dating domestic or sexual violence in one or more relationships before they ever walk through the door. A third of our students have indicated in a large sample that they either experience violence as children or adolescents directly as being victims of violence or witnessed violence as children or adolescents. So our first goal was to increase awareness about that, but also it had to fit in a post-secondary context. So it's really important that it's relevant to students. And so what we looked for is a peer-facilitated project. We also were looking for a program where students could facilitate or lead those conversations. And stepping up, not only do students lead these conversations, students also identify the activities or discussions that are important to have with their peers. And that's really exciting. Every year, it means the program changes within the four modules that we've designed. Every year, the conversation may look somewhat different because of the concerns are different. The conversation and concerns and language again changes. So it's, uh, I think that's one of the things we're looking for, a program that could increase awareness and also what attitudes and beliefs that we may have ourselves that contribute to a context where violence can occur on a university campus. So all of those things were part of our consideration when we were looking for a program uh, that would work for Mount Royal and for Mount Royal students. Nice. Um, that's a good answer. Um, what are you hoping to achieve overall with programs like Stepping Up? I would like to know that students know that they have a right to um, to have healthy relationships. They have a right to be loved. Everybody has a right to be loved. They have a right to feel a sense of belonging. Um, we can go into Maslow's hierarchy and all of those things um, that Maslow lists in his hierarchy of needs are needs, and we all have a right to have those needs met. And we have a, life, a right to live um, in a uh, family and in a relationship and in a community that doesn't tolerate violence. How have you noticed the situation around domestic violence on campus has changed since the program's implementation, noting that you've only been here since June. Um, if you haven't noticed much change at all, um, what would that change look like? 
Hmm. I don't know if I can speak to that, but what I can speak to is um, student, the level of student engagement. It's just so impressive. It's reassuring, you know, it gives a person hope. We have students that have gone through more than one cycle of this program. They come back year after year. They um, recommend their friends join um, their friends. I I've interviewed a few uh, students this year and their friends said like, well, I, I didn't really want to sign up, but my friend so-and-so like pushed me and pushed me and pushed me. So here I am. And of course, you know, we don't want to push you to do anything you don't want to do. But I was really glad to have uh, um, to know that students really believe in the program. Well, to tell you the truth, our student association has been really significantly involved and they have really helped to highlight how important this issue is for students and that students need to and should be engaged in the topic. So we, we are, I feel so fortunate at Mount Royal. We have so many people who are passionate and I do not foresee a time we will not need stepping up. And we have a campus community that's really eager to have those conversations uh, and a constant turnover. So we, uh, we have, and because stepping up doesn't have a canned program, we have a new relevant conversation every year, but we just would like more and more people involved um, in the conversation. I would like to think that students are graduating with some exposure at some level um, to a conversation around dating, domestic and sexual violence prevention. And we have events on campus, multiple exposures, if you will, to these kinds of conversations. I think that we can really change the experience for students, not only here, but as they go on and have possibly longer term relationships or just have other relationships. And I would like to think that they're walking out with some sense of it's important to honor yourself and your partner by having a healthy relationship. Um, and uh, it's worth, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing right. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm wondering what are some of the limitations of the stepping up program at Mount Royal? Uh, it's data. So um, some programs in terms of research look only at a um, control group model. So randomized control where they have some students who participate and some students who don't, and then they compare the outcomes and see if what differences have been involved. For us, if we have students who want to be involved, we just want them involved, period. And because we're doing a pre, post, and long-term post, we feel that that is um, certainly comparable in terms of outcomes. And because we've been running it for so long, but it's data, we, it's, it's really challenging for students who are often busy and um, you know, somehow food and shelter take priority and they're already involved in a violence prevention program because of their own passions, beliefs, or experiences, and even professional inclination. Uh, so for lots of reasons, data is just one more piece that they have to do on top. So that you do not need to complete the scales to be involved with stepping up. That would be unethical. So we ask students to complete them, but if they don't, it means that there's a limitation in data. So we're constantly saying this is why it's important. Uh, it's important for funding. It's important for the university to see the outcomes. It's important for the communities to see the outcomes. And uh, that's why you need to fill out the scales. But when it comes right down to it, and you've got a final exam to study for, you say, I'll do it, I'll do it. And um, something happens and sometimes it doesn't get completed. So I guess for our listeners, because this is a program at MRU, and I'm sure most of our listeners will be students at MRU, where can they go 
to participate in the Stepping Up program, whether it be as a peer facilitator or even just to get support? Where would they go for that? Oh, I have, I have, I have it all right here. <laughs> so if students want to join to be peer facilitators, and as a total aside, it looks really good on a resume to say that you uh, designed curricula to um, be able to facilitate a workshop. I would direct them to our website, which is uh, mru.ca slash stepping up. Go to our website, which is under construction, so bear with us. Um, the application process has closed for this year, but we're going to open it up again starting in January. So the uh, application form will be up there. And you just fill out the form, submit it, send a resume. It's all set up so that you can do that. And we'll set up an interview and, uh, and away we go. Uh, our workshop is being held uh, Wednesday, February 8th, and again, then the following Wednesday, February 15th, so two weeks in a row. It's on campus. It's 4.30 to 7, and participants will go and have a chance to experience all four modules being facilitated to them by our brilliant peer facilitators. Following that, they'll all come together and design a project that they showcase on campus during the community fair, which is from March 6th to March 10th. Thanks for joining us. The Calgary Journal Solutions Podcast is produced by journalism students at Mount Royal University. This week's episode was produced by Connor Bosley and Anne Mayo. The theme music was Lo-Fi Hour from Pixabay. <laughs>